Ochai Abaji talks defending stars, responding off losses, advice for Taylor Hendricks and Bryce Sensabaugh, and more. This is Round Ball Roundup on utahjazz.com. I'm J.P. Chunga on the Utah Jazz Podcast Network, presented by First Colony Mortgage, the official mortgage lender of the Utah Jazz, and MLS number 3112, Equal Housing Lender. Talked about the focus of the season being the development of the young guys. And as you look for wins off the court when maybe they don't come on it, it's going to be in that development. Keontae showing comfort running the show. Walker getting back to his form he finishes last season with. This isn't a push-the-chips-in season. Not Casino Royale. I see Ochai as a perfect example of this. He's today's guest, and we talk about his development, but a year ago today, he's recovering off of a Clippers game where he got in two minutes. He's up and down with the stars. In the first half of the season, he's not playing as much. That comes post-January. When you think about Ochai's career, he hasn't even gotten 82 games yet. That's coming against OKC later this month. So he's a rotation player now. And against the Timberwolves, he was starting. He can start for you. He can come off the bench. There's a good deal of progression in his game with much more to go. He shouldn't be satisfied, and I'm sure the Jazz aren't satisfied with what he's gotten right now. You hear the comparison to Norman Powell every time you talk about him. There's a road to go for him. He can push it. Look at Simone. Did you think we'd be talking about Simone Fontecchio guarding Brandon Ingram at this point last season? He didn't even have his win against the Warriors to boast at this point. But here we are. He fought through so many screens. He contested so many shots. He ran in transition. The biggest play on Monday was him going to the ground to stall a bucket. He doesn't do that. They don't win. Those little things that Simone does because he's a professional have endeared him to the coaching staff, to the other players, to fans. And on the point of Simone playing, him and Omer earn starts. The message discourse. The whole point of being a coach is to deliver messages. He has to deliver messages to the players again and again and again and again. His honesty is the message. He's honest with them. You know, this is a groundhog day of honesty from Will Hardy. And he can't go about this job as the head coach of a franchise by ego catering or star maintenance. That's not going to happen. And that's not going to work. Because Lowry's the star, but do you think that's the type, by NBA standards, a player that you have to cater or change the way you coach? I don't think so. So as you look at the Jazz and you look at any NBA team, the teams take hierarchies. They understand that best player gets the most shots and everybody else fits in around that. That's why I think Minnesota is doing so well this year. Carl Anthony Towns ceded the top spot to Anthony Edwards. 
And when Edwards comes back from injury, as you see Carl Anthony Towns take a spot up, Rudy takes a spot up, Mike takes a spot up, they see him come back and they go down. And they're fine with that because he comes back and he is the best player on the team. And Rudy's playing at an insane level defensively where he's swallowing offenses. That's borrowed from Michael Grady. He said that the other night when Rudy got that stop against OKC, against Chet, he's swallowing offenses. He's playing at a way that reminds you of his Utah years. I've seen him play even better defense, but he's still at a defensive player of the year mark. But that team has hierarchy, and they can potentially do what I expect them to do last season, which is win a lot of games in the regular season and get a round better in the playoffs. They should be a round better. And it comes down to matchups, but they're doing the hierarchy thing right. And there could be a hierarchy via contracts. Supermax guys take the most shots, take the most criticism, get the most clout. The Jazz's highest player right now, let's bring it back around, Jazz's highest paid player, John Collins. And he's not the star. Lowry's fourth on the list. So salary isn't the natural pecking order. And when you look at the talent, that develops an interesting pecking order because it's balanced. There isn't a natural first, second, third, fourth, fifth. It needs to be the collective. No one person's going to save them. When they deal with injuries, one person can't think, okay, time to backpack this team because that's not going to work. Role players need to play roles, and it needs to be that collective. No pass or one pass possessions are death, and they have too many of those. They need it to be everyone on the team. And Monday, seven different Jazz men scored in double figures. First time they've done that this season. They won. That's the way. Five stars, nice reviews, that's all I ask of you. Let others know that you're listening to the podcast. Ochai Abaji. Caught up with him last Friday after Portland. So you hear him talking about his development, his path, how it can lend advice to Taylor Hendricks and Bryce Sensabaugh. And finally, the IST. Of course, it's the way us hoopheads refer to the in-season tournament. Hello, fellow kids. But the IST's worked. Ochai talked about how much he liked the tournament. I love the tournament. Anybody who you talk to enjoys the end season. The only people that don't like it are curmudgeons. And as you look at this experiment, Kings Warriors Tuesday was the perfect advertisement for it. One, you're paying attention for stakes. Two, rivalry. Three, crumbling empire and Golden State. It's perfect. And the fact that you're paying attention to other teams in the top right corner because of the score differential not only engages you in one game, it puts you in another. This is a home run from the league. And it's only going to get ratcheted up once they get to Vegas 
next week. The quarterfinals are going to have their own dates. It's all going to be alone. And then we're all going to care about the tournament. They should have another tournament in the second half of the season. The in-season, in-season tournament. I love it. And it's worked. Sue me. Here he is. He's Ochai Abaji talking about the vibe after a couple losses on the road here on Round Ball Roundup on utahjazz.com. Popping off a lot, JP. Good to be back home. Looking at a positive, and, and that is, you know, you get those you get those stretches sometimes in the league, and obviously it was a back-to-back. Had two two chances to go out there and win a game, and um, didn't get done. But now we have um, a ho- this home stretch, you know, to to get things back on track. And I mean, just really, you know, coming back to work today. Our practice was solid today, and um, getting back to the things that that work for us, and um, whether that's offensively, defensively, really toning in on or honing in on those things, and um, trying to get the little details done. I mean, I think there's there's a lot of points in these games that we lost where we kind of lose control of the whole entire game, and that ultimately is, is is something that can can be changed and fixed by us. So, and when you look at an A two game season, there's going to be adversity points. Mm-hmm. It really is how you guys respond. How do you keep the spirits high as you continue mm-hmm. through? Um, I mean, long season, very long season, and and obviously in those games when okay we don't start out start out that good, it's still a long game, long game, long season, and you got to have that mindset, continue having that mindset to to get better and and just do the little things right. What I was talking about, the little things, getting back to doing those things right, and um, those wins and and the successes will come with with those little things being done. Looking at where you were last year at this point, you're not even playing with the Jazz. Yeah, this <laughs> at this point last year. To where you are now, what have you seen in your own development that gives you encouragement where you're going? Really, really just my my game overall, offensively and defensively, um, taking a step up and, and, and just being more aggressive, um, being a more aggressive defender, a, a better rebounder, um, different things like that, talking, using my voice more on the court um, and with the guys and the coaches and, and trying to just get everyone on the same page and um, just stepping into that, a different role, uh, obviously, than, than what I would have had as a rookie. So it's crazy to see, you know, a year from now or a year ago from, from today, I was, wasn't even playing with the Jazz. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just blessed to be in this position and have, the op- have this opportunity. What have you learned about NBA basketball over that year? There's a lot of games. I mean, there's, there's a lot of games. You, you sometimes have some nights where it doesn't go your way. Um, you always want your, you know, you always want to shoot for the nights where it does go your way. But there's just some nights in the NBA where it's just not yours, and um, you can still win the game. I, I realized that there's, yeah, so there's going to be nights in the NBA. It's not going to go your way, but you can still um, play hard enough to win the game, and that's what we proved to ourselves last year. And um, really, just getting back to that this year, I think that's something that that uh, we can we can we can carry with us is having that chip on our shoulder. Defense is what Will Hardy says. Mm-hmm. You're the one thing he wants out of you when you're on the court. Mm-hmm. And I was actually looking it up of the players that you were defending the most. You have 11 minutes one-on-one with KD. Mm-hmm. You have nine minutes with Desmond Bain. These are some pretty good players offensively. Mm-hmm. How do you approach those matchups going against really talented offensive players? 
Yeah, I mean it's 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 tough because you know they're gonna score. Like that's they're they're talented enough players where you know they're gonna they're gonna hit tough shots. They're gonna make tough shots, make good plays, and um, you just kind of have to 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 stay focused, stay disciplined with them. I think that's the biggest thing. You can't really get lost out of control and be like, man, they're just killing me and and all that. But they're very talented players. You got to respect them at the same time, but also know that you're just trying to make it tough for them. Um, try to speed up, speed them up in, in, in any way possible and, and play them or take them out of their game um, is how I think about it. How much film do you watch of guys ahead of matchups? Uh, every single game. I mean, it's it's whoever I, I think my matchup's going to be or I might be switched on to. Um, watching their past two games, um, watching their misses and makes from the past two games, um, what, what offense is being run for them, um, what spots they're getting to, what's their favorite spots, uh, where they turn it over, all that kind of stuff. Um, and kind of just when I'm watching this film, I'm putting myself in the defender's shoes, who's guarding them then, um, so I can be better prepared for when I'm on them. What's your wingspan? I want to say 6'10". Okay. 6'10". Yeah. yeah, yeah, and 6'5 six, six, height. Mm-hmm. So you have yep. a pretty good base mm-hmm. to challenge shots. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel that your length gives those guys mm-hmm. issues? Um, really just on, on yeah, on my, con- on my contest. Um not really trying to, to go for the ball and steal. I wouldn't say that's my style of defending is, is going for the ball and pressure and, and really making them like turn it over and all that, but just making it tough um, on their shot, whether it's a mid-range shot, three-point, or at the basket. Just getting a, con- a good contest without fouling um, is another thing that uh, I just try to focus on, not fouling, too. I asked this to Will the other day. Can you force turnovers without fouling? Is that possible? Yeah, that's that's possible. I mean, it's it's a way to. I mean, you just have to be smart about it. You can't be over aggressive. You just have to be under control and and trying to dictate what they do. I, I would say to say it like that. Just try to dictate what the the offensive player is doing instead of them dictating what the defender is doing. Kind of playing that game back and forth. But you be the one that's in control of where they're going and um, what decisions they're making. So. so how do you do that? How do you make sure that they're going the way that you want them to go? Pressure. Um, moving your feet, uh, being physical, or not too physical where it's to the point of fouling, but, but yeah, just moving your feet, um, being aware of, of what's around you, being aware of where your teammates are on the floor. That's another big thing, too. Um, being, being aware of where you want them to go on the court. Because some guys are still going to get to their shots. Yeah. Their yeah. spots, even, even when... Even when you send them the right way, yeah, they're still going to get to their spots. They're still going to make that shot. So it's just like you just have to keep playing. Yeah, like I said, keep playing. Like KD, the shot that everybody is seeing, mm-hmm. you, you actually were talking about it after the game. Mm-hmm. You thought you blocked it. You yeah. thought you had a, you had a chance again. I thought it was close. I thought it was, yeah. I was close enough to blocking it, but uh, going back and looking at it, I wasn't even as close as I thought to him right. initially to begin with. So it's like um, that's stuff I, I, I learned from uh, as far as just being up more on him in that in those moments making him drive making him do something different than than kind of just walking into the three making it look easy but um I feel like I would have had a better contest if I was closer there just a step closer you know I mean to be fair to you he makes it look easy that's very hard oh he's very hard very hard he's a hall of famer for a reason but you see it I mean he 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 had made that shot a few times in the game before so it was like I felt that you know, I need to be closer. I need to step up. Um, but then in that in that moment, it was like I'd gotten too far back, and then he he just drew me under the three point line. But yeah, now now just taking that taking that experience, um, late game, mid mid game, beginning of the game, 
any parts of the game from from that and guarding him um, and just taking that with me and moving forward. How do you feel more comfortable this year knowing you have a bigger role, you know what is being asked of you? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it just gives you more confidence to go out there and just be me. Just gives me more confidence to, to go out there and be, uh, be free, um, expressing myself with my teammates, being more or being being more of a talker on the court, um, and getting guys organized and all that. What I was talking about, it just just makes me feel more comfortable in that role, um, knowing what I'm supposed to to do on the court. How are you feeling about your shot? Feeling good. Um, feeling feeling great about it. Um, always ready to shoot. Obviously, I'm getting countless reps up every single day, and um, have been getting extra work in this this preseason, you know, beginning of this season time. Um, but also just just all the work that I've had or I've done this summer, um, just not forgetting about that, really trusting my work no matter what. If, I, if I'm getting three looks a game or if I'm getting 10 looks a game, it's still trusting my work and um, going back to that and just staying confident with it. Favorite offensive play that you've had this year? Favorite offensive play that I've had? You had that drive against Triple J against Memphis left-handed dunk uh, it would probably be that it'd probably yeah. be that one because i don't really a lot of people don't see me dunk with my left hand so it's something i can do but uh whenever get when i ever get the chance to do it i'm, I'm gonna do it so it was, it was a good play sacramento you also i had the dunk gun yeah. malik yeah yeah malik. dunk on malik monk um i'd say either that one or the one the one with my left hand probably with my left hand defensive play that's something people see uh favorite defensive play you had a couple of good chase down blocks Levine. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I would say. Uh, say Matherin as well. He had a chase down. Block. Oh, yeah. I would say the, the, the Ben Matherin one, the chase down blocks, or just any of the chase down blocks. I mean, I'm just looking for it. Um, kind of, we, we preach a basket first. So if you see one guy down there and he's it's either two on one or something like that, I'm just hustling to get back in the play and um, he's going to contest, but I can clean it up and follow at the rim and. That's what I kind of look for. So. How big was it to see, I mean, considering you saying that Keontae George taking a charge, <laughs> one of them? Uh, I, I mean, I've seen, only piece, people I've seen take a charge is Kelly and, Kelly and Keontae. I think this okay. year, but last year I forgot. But no, Keontae, I mean, for him to, to step up and take a charge, I think, I don't remember what point in the game it was, but it was, I know it was close. Um, and that was a big play that he had, so... I mean, obviously, showing you something about his, his his smarts and what he brings from from Baylor, because I know Baylor takes a lot of charges, and <laughs> I remember playing them all four years, and that's all that's what they preached is is taking charges when people leave the ground. So that Big Twelve knowledge, yeah, you know, yeah, it pays off, <laughs> helps out. Yeah. Now let me tell you about First Colony Mortgage. They've been serving the lending needs of Utah for more than 35 years. As a mortgage banker, First Colony Mortgage offers advantages over other lenders. Not only do they process mortgages, they also underwrite, fund, and close mortgage loans all in-house. Their expert team is ready to help you with your home financing needs. Just check them out. First Colony Mortgage, the official mortgage lender of the Utah Jazz.
Taylor and Bryce are on a little bit of a different trajectory mm-hmm. than Keontae. And it's different from where you started. You started in the G League much like them. Yeah. What advice and how do you think that path not only helped you, but will help them in the long run? Um, it'll really, I mean, it'll, it'll really help, help them to, to stay hungry. Um, stay hungry and stay focused and, and um, really, you know, better them for when they get their opportunity with us. Um, I think, you know, they're going to be ready. They're, they've been watching our games. They've been playing and, and watching film and the style they play is similar to ours. So it's not like they're missing out on anything. And I think that was something that was that was really key last year was we were playing the exact same way on the G League as on the Jazz. So when I got moved up, it wasn't any different. Same calls, same terminology, all that. So they have everything, the terminology, play calls, all that. It's just, you know, the opportunity. And they don't have that opportunity right now. And they know that and they're professional about it. And I think that's the one thing that I, I preach to them is just stay professional, um, whether it's in G League, uh, NBA, all that. Just stay professional, show up on time, do your work, communicate with the coaches, everyone else, be nice, say thank you, and then, you know, just do your job. And, and your your chances and your opportunities will come. But um, if you handle all that stuff first, then you won't have any worries about your opportunities coming because, you know, you're, you're doing all the – you're checking all the boxes at first and um, – the talent's there. I mean, they're both talented players, and um, they can both make an impact on this level. So it's 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 really just about, like I said, opportunity and um, waiting for their opportunity. So. And it's on you now. This there is no schedule for class. There's no. Mm-hmm. You have practice at this time. Yeah. This guy recruited me. Mm-hmm. It's on you now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, just going from from them both being in school, even Keontae being in school and, and having school as an aspect, and now just taking that out of there and. Now you have so much free time and um, really taking your body into consideration and recovering with your body is, is key too because going, I think the hardest thing hardest thing is that people don't notice is like even the two-way players, like going from the G League back and forth from the G League to the NBA, getting called up, called back down is, is tough because you don't know your schedule. Like things change yeah. so fast, you don't really know your schedule. Like guys could have, I mean, obviously it's not happening now, but like guys could go out, two guys could go out and be like, all right, we need to call up two-way guys or, or we need to call up um, our, you know, Bryce and, and Taylor. So it's like you guys, you just have to stay ready because the the back and forth is I had to do it a little bit, mm-hmm. um, a few weeks of it, but um, it's it's not easy. It's not easy. It's been staying on top of your body and recovering is something that will help, help them too. Free time is such a good point to make as well because some of your teammates are dads. Mm-hmm. That's how they fill their free time. Yeah, but some of these guys are coming straight out of At college. college. Yeah, <laughs> and they have so much free time, and I mean, they they there's so much free time. Even yeah. during the summer, I realized this is my first like off season in the NBA, and realized how much t- fr- like free time there is to do. Like, because you work out, you can only play basketball so much yeah. throughout the day. What else are you gonna do with your time? You know, um, that's where you you build new hobbies. You you get into the new interest and stuff and that's kind of how it's how it works so four-year hobby of yours was kansas basketball mm-hmm. watching the team now they're pretty good yeah they're pretty good right yeah. now thoughts on this year's team i mean this is a team that's coached by coach self so i'm legend the legend he's he's gonna be he's gonna get them to play hard every single time they step on the floor that's how i see it um actually last year was my first time i had gone back to a kansas game and that was okay. my first time since being recruited going back to a game and watching, like in Allen Fieldhouse, watching K 
Kansas play live. They play so hard. Like I didn't realize how hard you actually play when it's like when you have Coach Self and all these people, all these fans, all the pressure. Because the games, it's like you only play one game every three or four days. So it's like you have the time, you have the the preparation, you practice hard, 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 and then go play the game. And it's like this is all this means so much right now. Like this means so much to me as as opposed to the NBA where it's like back to back, like get it back the next day or game day off games. So it's like they were playing so so hard and and. Uh, obviously, they were playing hard last year. They're playing hard this year. And um, just the way they play together and um, collectively just all want to win for each other, uh, that's just the, the culture of Kansas. And um, it's good to see that, you know, I have, I have some peace in that. And um, I still talk to Coach Self and all the coaches to this day and make sure they're doing good. And it's always it's just always good to see um, see them doing so good. What is the environment of Fog Allen? Because I, I don't think people know exactly what that is. It's crazy. It's crazy from, I mean, from the beginning of the week. So say there's a game on like a Thursday. You're going to have people camping out Sunday, Monday, mm-hmm. and just camping out just to get seats, just to get into the game early, just to get seats. These are fans. And um, we'll see them all week. We'll be walking down the hallway. They'll be in there like like outside of our locker room, like camping out and we'll be in there and we'll just be passing by them all week. And then finally, like it kind of gives you like a sense of like, oh yeah, I have someone like some, someone to play for Like these people are all here to support me and they're camping out and staying the night right outside our locker room just to watch our game because we play Mizzou Friday or Thursday, you know, something like that. So it's like, you really have something, a lot to play for just stepping in to Fog Allen because it's like a museum so much history yeah. and everything in there. So you have so much pride and everything once you once you step on that court, it's like, yeah, it's where that's where the, the that's where they play so hard. People call the Delta Center like a, a college mm-hmm. type app. Yeah. I would I would say they're very similar. Like sold out every night. It doesn't matter if you guys are down or up, they're still gonna cheer. They're still gonna cheer loud. Um if you guys start making a run. They 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 love just seeing people play hard. Uh, offensively, defensively, just playing hard, play together, um, just playing with pride. I think that's that's the similarities that I've that I've seen from Utah Jazz and, and Kansas. Basketball. Like, like I think about the in season tournament game, and that felt like a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. It had that. It had that feel. Even like, even the one. Yeah, the the one. All of them. The home ones and the away ones that we had. Like, they felt like, like the, the Intense. intensity. Yeah, yeah, the intensity. Even the Memphis one, which Memphis. Yeah. You know, kind of same in, in the same boat as us this year. Like, it was still intense. The fans were all into it. Like, they knew it all meant something. So it was, it was crazy. That's, I didn't uh, think that we'd be talking about the in-season tournament, but mm-hmm. like, that's the whole point of it yeah. is to make these games matter. Yeah, and yeah. to get people caring. I mean, about. And you see, like, you see the the response, like, uh, like especially from the players. Like, we had no clue. Probably a week, two weeks before we even started the NC's tournament. We had no clue how it worked. But then, obviously, we, we figured it out. It's not that complicated. Figured it out and really understood what we were playing for. And I think after everyone played their first in-season tournament and felt how it was, and they're like, okay, now we want to we make it to Vegas. Now every team wants to, to make it to Vegas. They want to play hard in these in-season tournaments. Like, so that's, that's where that, that energy was built up from. So. And it helps the – Places where crowds may not show up crazy, yeah. but on a Tuesday night. Yeah, Here, yeah. we don't have that problem no. because 
<laughs> the fans are crazy yeah. and that's a good thing. <laughs> it's that's a good, good thing. thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. But other markets, the fact that you have the new court, you have mm -hmm. new things. Helps. It's that new court, New Jersey. It's like, all right, people giving, giving people like more things to get excited about for our games. So I'm excited cool. for next year's in season turn. Yes. I'm excited. <laughs> it's about to be, they're about to add something crazy and some, some little like twist to it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be cool. So. Ochai Baji, just 74 games into your career as a mm -hmm. professional. You looking forward to 82? Yeah. Excited for 82. It's coming. And then okay, I'm excited see. for the full, the end of this season or the full season where I actually play a full, you know, 82 in a season. So. Well, we're looking forward to it and we will follow it along here on Round Ball Roundup on utahjazz.com. Ochai, thank you so much for taking the time. Yep. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. High level journalism there, JP. <laughs>